Welcome back to Film Study, an all-American podcast with Lexi. I am Lexi, and I'm so excited to talk about episode 11. I got to discuss it with my friend Monda Kendall from YouTube. If anybody is in the YouTube streets, you know of Monda, okay? Uh, and so we just had a really, really cool, cool conversation about episode 11, the bigger picture. So hope you enjoy. So I am so excited uh, to hop into this episode with Monda. Okay, if anybody knows Erica Vade's YouTube community, I know we talked about this last episode, but you know Monda because she calls her out in almost every single video <laughs> with her love of Olivia and we share that. I think she's a little, she, she, she rides harder for Olivia than I do, but we both, we, both, we both have mutual respect for Olivia. We both love Liv. Um, so, so, so excited to have you here and to talk about episode 11, which is, what was the name of this episode? Um, uh, I, I, there's, I have the, no clue. The, the names are running together. I'll, it'll be in the description. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so getting started right off the bat, we have our favorite character, Olivia Baker yes. <laughs> on her podcast, and she is... She basically talks about uh, labels, and yeah. she talks about labels uh, as a for her as an addict, as as the DA's daughter, as as a twin, and she sort of goes through that process. What we don't know as the viewers is that was actually from the ending of the of the episode, and that was sort of superimposed in the beginning. So when we hop into the episode, we see her sort of doing this podcast. Uh, but we also see, like, Spencer randomly with fans. Yeah, I didn't really understand. What, was you? <laughs> what did you think about that? So for those of you who know me, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Spencer, how do I say this? A special fan, not so fan of Spencer. So, the, so the these fans. He is he is a byproduct of Olivia's happiness. Yes, in my case, that's all I see him as at this moment. For these fans to run up to him, I'm like, he only did like a certain game. Like he didn't do that much for him to be having these fans run up to him. Now, I understand the gentleman at the restaurant being excited because he had a sandwich named after him, right? Yeah. And so I get yeah. him like being very much in tune with what Spencer's doing and for the, the for the community. Um, but these fans, these random people, I'm like, okay, you randoms, I'm going to need you to get up out the, out the shot. This is not what <laughs> I want to see right Yep. <laughs> I says, not what I want to see right now. But you get to see that like, he's like the big man on campus again, right? And, yeah. And, and what people want to see. Like, and what a lot of fans want to see. I could care less, really. Um, <laughs> because he's a byproduct of my fictional baby sis, as I like to call Olivia Baker. So, but yeah, that's how I, I saw that scene, so. And it was interesting. This is such a random thought, but I was just like, the Hangout has gotten much more popular. That's actually over the, Chris, the season. That's the Crenshaw place. That's not the Hangout. The yeah, hang, where he was at oh. was at his at the Crenshaw. You know what I used? To, I call it. I call it. It's called Slossons, right? right? I always get it mixed up. I'm always like the Crenshaw Hangout. Sorry. So they're yes. at Slossons. Yes. And Slossons, though, has become more popular over the course of the season. So and I'm like, popular. is this, like, are they, like, slowly introducing gentrification? Um, they, they've sort of introduced gentrification in season two, but, like, I don't know. It's just gotten more, more hip. We see more, 
white think, folks there. Yeah, like, I, I mean, you see more high schoolers there. Yeah, and more yeah, adults there. So it's kind of like like the community hangout, right? Yeah, yeah. It's and definitely so, become more of a fixture since Spencer has uh, has transferred back right. to Crenshaw for sure. Um, yeah, so we see him, and then sort of right after uh, right after that, we get into we get into the the Jordan storyline, which I think we're gonna go by like importance of storylines. But yes, so Liv is <laughs> yes, Liv is talking to her twin, and he is, he looks he was down bad at the end of the last well, first, episode, and he's still down bad. First of all, <laughs> Can yeah. I, can I just say I was living for him being down bad, particularly from the fact that Jordan his, doesn't get no love from you. Not at this moment, particularly <laughs> because I needed him not to be like CTE and everything. And concussions are very like serious, right? Yeah. And I needed him to sit his behind down. Like I needed him mm-hmm. to just sit down. I didn't want him to sit down in this way, but I still just needed him to sit down and like understand what he was doing to himself and his body. Yeah. Now, yeah. what was the bonus? Well, and okay, go ahead. Well, no, no, I was gonna say, and it's so interesting because I feel like, at least me as an audience member, I thought that he had like s- sort of like stopped, like once he cheated that pr- concussion pro- protocol, and once Simone had found out, I had assumed that he stopped because Simone was just like, okay, this affects us, right? But I guess he never stopped cheating. His comp- I, comp- uh, apparently, he didn't stop cheating, and so now it's this longer term. I also thing. think it's like an after fact, so it's all building mm. up on each other too. Yeah. So yeah, because for sure. he never let it, he never let his body like truly heal, recover exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and so he kept, you know, he kept pushing it and kept pushing it. Um, and at the time that he was doing it, I was like, I hope some of my student athletes is actually watching the show, and I need them to mm. sit their behinds down when yeah. you get like when you get hurt. Um, yeah. but the piece that I was living for was Laura what? walking through the house like I want this fraudulent marriage <laughs> adult getting done yeah. well because for... he was sitting playing video games and it's just like do they not go to school anymore like where is this because the whole episode took place in a day which I didn't right. really I think, think it was it probably on, place... like a, on a weekend I think this was like a yeah, weekend day it, was, it seemed like, like a Saturday or yeah. something but Jordan is sitting down but apparently he's been sitting in that same spot for two weeks according to Liv yeah. uh, Simone hasn't called him in two weeks yes. Simone is always I, I I have love for Simone I think she's you hilarious I, I think that she I think she makes some bad decisions uh, bad decisions? quite often quite often, but I still, like, I root for her as a black woman. But one thing that is certain is that when the going gets tough, Simone is nowhere to be found near Jordan. Like, ghost. Like, nowhere. so ghost him right now. But I think... In the beginning of the season, she right. she left him when she had the baby. Not left him, but you know what I mean? She was right. going through something as she was having the baby, and then now we see, again, her just sort of not... Even with the with the parents thing, like, she sort of kind of told him, but she wouldn't wasn't really, like, open about it right. when she was trying to get the baby back, and now we see... After the marriage is found out. And this could just be her parents. I think it's her parents. Because yeah. I love that he was like, I think she's in the convent, like, so far away. And, and, yeah, exactly. And, and, and Liv was like, I don't 
think it's that far away, but she is in the comedy. I'm like, give the shade, Liv, like, because he deserves it at this shade. moment. Give the shade. We love sober Liv coming back with her regular amount of sassy. <laughs> but can I tell you, I was so mm-hmm. ready to snatch Billy through the, like, the screen. Where he Stop. was like, let's put a pin in the marriage and let's focus what? on his health. What was that? I said, if this was Liv, you would have, like, He would took, be going off. Like, you would have took her down to the courthouse. Like, I need he- this done. And here is the thing, and the funny thing is, I like in the trailer for this for this show, right? I was just like, we're gonna hate on Coop, but yo, know, the Coop, Coop hasn't really been that bad in the past couple right, episodes. Right, right. Billy, on the other hand, this oh. is definitely becoming a Billy hater show, and I'll tell you why. This man said nothing. He was unconcerned last week when he found out about the marriage, and now he goes to Laura, and is like, why do we have to annul the marriage right now? Sir, <laughs> sir, what? After you were screaming in Olivia's face two weeks ago? I, I, I just, I ugh. swear, I can't wait till we get to the scene where he, when, uh, uh, when he was at Spencer's house, and I'll tell you how I set uh, up that dynamic. That too, yes, he is a, talking, he, a mess. I say this every week, and I will continue to say it. He is more of a dad that, to yes. Spencer than he is to Dude. either Jordan or Olivia. He's not a dad to Olivia at all. He's just someone who uh, pays for her bills. Nice, but I was trying to be generous. That's nice. He just pays her bills. Like I, that's about it in this case. So. The, we and we and we as we get into what went down with Billy, we we're gonna get into that. Yes. We're gonna get into that. But right. on the other hand. Uh, so we, we see that whole thing. Jordan is sad and down. Um, I'm just going to run through his storyline because it was sort of sort of short. But, right. you know, uh, JJ and Asher come and try to cheer him. Not even cheer him. I don't know. They were trying to they, get him off the couch. Like, get him yes, moving. I wouldn't call it a cheer up. I think right. they were trying to get him off the couch. Uh, because Billy had called Asher. Text, which, yeah, text Asher. Um, and question then, mark, but we right. won't even go there. And, uh, and, and Spencer, te- Spencer called JJ, which is fitting. JJ. Because he yes, wasn't going to yes. call Asher to save his soul. He was not. <laughs> Spencer does not care about <laughs> Asher. So calling so, yes. JJ, yes, that was fitting. That was very much fitting. Um, so Jordan's family was looking was looking out for right, him. Right, yeah, um, so. And they called those two guys, and they tried to get him off the couch. He, somebody said this on Twitter, and I was just like, "This is absolutely correct." Jordan is mean when he's sad; like he, he just gets rude, <laughs> like, straight rude. He went in on JJ, and I was like, "You will never For do no that reason. to JJ." I said, "JJ's the last." I said, "You can go off on Asher exactly. all you want to. You will not do he that came to for JJ. JJ." He was just like, "You're not." fit, you can't play QB. I was just like, dude, what is going on with you right now? And, and JJ gave me life, because I would have took that that game system too. It was like, you will see yep, me on stole the, the field. Xbox. Yep, I'm taking like, it. Yep. Meet me on the field. Meet me on the field. Yeah. Since you want to act yeah. like you got no sense, I'm going to treat you exactly. like you have no sense. So yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so through that episode, we see we see sort of Jordan going through it. Uh, and meanwhile, in the, in the other twins' life, uh, Liv and and Nurse Joy, we see them warming up to each other a little bit, which I loved. I love because last week, you know what? I wasn't sure how I felt about her. I'm still on the iffy side. Really? I am. I am. I'm a I bit... like Nurse Joy. I just did it. I didn't like that that we didn't get to see the full realm of like why she started drinking, or at least why I believe she started drinking. The thing... But. I also yeah, go ahead. I also think that Nurse Joy 
has, and this is just me, has a certain mm-hmm. lens of who Liv is based on how she was mm-hmm. introduced to Liv, right? She yes, was a privileged exactly. young lady who came through with her friend who got shot. Yeah. And yeah. then how you then get introduced to her again at the time is that she's at this AA meeting and you're like, you're a long way from home. Hello, can you just say hello to me first? Like, how are you? <laughs> like, we got some problems. You need to take whatever chip on your shoulder off so we can really get to, get, to, get to know each other. Well, he, she, I love she it. Is what, she is what Liv need, and that bonding of the two of them at the coffee place mm-hmm. is what I was here for. That was like the fictional date that everybody thought Spolivia was going to have, and I was like, they're not having a date, y'all. Get over it. You did say that. And, You're correct. Because everybody was just like, Daniel, who plays, who plays Spencer, posted a little behind the scenes, and we thought it was going to be... I, not even maybe just like a coffee hangout yes. like he was working or something I, but, but she yeah, was literally just practicing her coffee. lines and I was like yeah. it simply is that and I said if they see each other it's going to be for a hot second and someone didn't believe mm. me and sure enough it was a hot and it second was, it was a for a hot second but so so basically Liv and, and Nurse Joy were having their I guess uh, I want to say daily because I think that she's for now is sort of going to these daily sort of meets meetups with her sponsor and stuff they were talking about it. Liv was, again, sort of off the bat trying to be evasive about how she was feeling with mm-hmm. her sobriety. And we've seen her do this before, just sort of, like, ignoring her actual real right. feelings. And Nurse Joy was just like, try again. <laughs> try again. And I loved it. I like, loved it's just it. like, yes, push her to be honest with herself. Right. So Liv was actually like, you know, it is a hard day um, for me. And I don't really know why. Uh, and I think that was good for the audience to see because as we've been like wanting these reasons, we do have to realize that she is an addict. And, and sometimes there's no reasons. Yeah, sometimes yeah, there's no reason exactly. around it. It's just what it's a vice that she's used to, right? Mm-hmm, and so exactly. she doesn't know why she wanted it or why she felt that she needed it at that moment. But that's just something that she needs. And there's stages yeah. of addiction that people need to understand that, um, mm-hmm. and and how they how that addiction feeds into who they are, right? And all for of sure. that. So, yeah. For sure, for sure. And then we see Spencer walk up. Spencer done ignored Nurse Joy, was just like, <laughs> they they both forgot about Nurse Joy for a couple seconds there. So I put a post in Erica Vane's community, and I was like, hey, community, at what point did Liv and Joy not live together? That Spencer was like, um, have you heard from Jordan? I was like, sir, she lives with him. She hears from Jordan constantly. She looks at him when she wants to. Like, I'm confused. I didn't even think about that because I, like, my brain processed that as, like, how is Jordan? But he did say, yes. have you heard from yes. this man? And this, this man is was confused. And, and first of all, he didn't expect to see her as he's walking into work. And it just took oh, him for, like, it was a run-in he wanted last week. When he went to the hangout. And he got it. He he got it this week. With her just minding her business. And he didn't. (laughs) And he didn't expect somebody else. He didn't even notice the next person on the other side. And he did not. She had to be like, um, hello. hello." (laughs) I love Nurse Joy's reaction. Nurse Joy was the audience in that moment. Like, okay. You too. Because it was... I I am I'm gonna be so honest. I'm living for their interactions now because it's just they're just so hilarious. They like are. they are really funny. Liv 
checking him out, right. full on checking him out as he's walking away. And and I said and I said this on my way back to my house before a meeting with you. I said, but this is the first time she could actually do it without feeling guilty. Yes, without feeling a, guilty, right? Because it was Layla and Asher. Mm-hmm. And everything, and so her checking him out, looking at him, was like always something of I can't do this. And, and you and, know what? And this is the first I time also, she could. Yeah, exactly. And I also was just like, and it's a, it's sort of almost a parallel to to the beginning of the season, right? When he, when they're at the hangout, she's with Layla, and she can't even look at him. She can't even look at him because it's so close to what happened in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, we talked about this. He was petty, and he kissed her. He kissed Layla in front of Liv, and she 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 looked down. Like, and Layla obviously noticed it. Uh, she noticed so it too. Because Spencer just said by Liv as a petty ex- that he did. Ex- so that's all about exactly issue. right. And so now we're getting to see them interact, like both being aware of each other's feelings, still not being able to sort of act on it because of the place that they're both in. Specifically, Liv with with her sobriety. Um, but we see them sort of starting to be more open about their feelings. And I've missed live longing for Spencer because it's so like Samantha just plays sort of vulnerability so well. And so I've, I've missed those moments getting to see how how Olivia is in love. I and, and I truly like the idea, too, of her knowing that she can have happiness yeah. Even if it's with him, you know how I say it, with him. <laughs> with or without Spencer, with, yeah, but with without uh, Spencer, we know that Spencer happiness. makes her pretty happy, yeah, right given now. the look on her face as he came up and walked away. Yeah. But then I'm questioning, like, are they friendship, like, completely off right now? Are they cold turkey, like, not engaging with each other? And what yeah, is so that, that was, and what is that that was interesting, too, because we saw at the... Um, so, Further along in the story, you know, they have that moment where they talk about Jordan. Right. Uh, they uh, also are sort of going... So, so while this is also happening, Spencer is finally getting some sort of recruiting attention. Right. And we see somebody from, like, this... I think it's a made-up college called yeah. TNT, and he's coming, and he's trying to recruit uh, Spencer over to him, and he's just like, oh, we can work on your branding, we can work on your image. And Spencer isn't really trying to hear all that. He's like, what? is this? Right. Uh, he was just like, yeah, we can set you up with an Instagram. I was just like, I didn't even know that college they do that. football players had, uh, yeah, I had they no clue that. about that. Uh, but it was interesting to see that side of them just being like, we can brand you as this person. Almost like a, almost like a celebrity. Which they, they, want, they want, so what happens is, in modern NCAA, they try to have uh, student athletes brand themselves, but of course they can't make money. It's a long story on that history. But in, and they're, that's starting to be reevaluated yes, with yes. the California law. Yeah, yeah very much the NCAA. so. And so, which is good for right. specifically for black men. Wanted to shout that yes, out because very much so. their images have been made right. colleges tons Some of money, money. And, tons of money. And so they come in with these pre-made packages of these student athletes of how they want to tell their story. And we saw with this this one recruiter, they wanted to have it like Spencer gets shot. He comes, he recovers from this the, from being yeah. shot, and blah blah blah. And and, and Spencer's like, I'm wanted not a to brand him as a bad boy, well, bad yeah. boy Spencer James. And he was like, I'm not a gangbanger. I'm not a bad boy. I got shot. I, you know, got took a bullet for a friend. I got back on the field. Like that's me. Yep. I'm a worker. Yeah. Yes. What we know is that Spencer is going to work hard. And so, yeah, we see. We also see Coop overhearing this as she's studying for her GED. Um, and yeah, we we see the beginnings of. 
Coop and Spencer maybe sort of reconciling, but on Coop's side, which I, I and we'll again we'll get into this as we talk about sort of the rally for Tamika, but I th- I I've figured out that the scenes that I love Coop in is really her her friendship with Spencer because I think that's a friendship that's really well done on the show, and not seeing them be friends has has. It's just, Coop is just at her best when she's friends with Spencer. I don't know how else to phrase that. I, so I agree. So some people don't understand, like, my like of Spencer, because that's when he gets put in a like column, is when he is with, when he's friends with Coop, right? And the vulnerability mm-hmm. around that relationship. Him yeah. being a brother to Dylan and mm-hmm. the vulnerability around that relationship. And then his and his relationship will live in a vulnerability around that relationship. Those were the three yeah. things that like drew me to like liking Spencer. All that other stuff about him being an athlete, blah blah blah. I didn't care about that. That's my everyday mm. life. I don't care about that. I want. So I get enough of that in real life. <laughs> I I wanted to see this this young man and how he navigates these relationships and how vulnerable he is to do that. Like I always yeah. said, if you ever want to know how Spencer's feeling from season one, two, and three, there's three people you need him to be around. I don't put Grace, Grace in this category. It's Dylan. Really? Because no. it's about his, no, it's his, my mom's. Yeah, but the, mo- about my mom. but, but the mom's is always going to bring emotions out of him, right? And that's because she raised him. So mm-hmm. it's it's always three people. It's Coop, right? It's Dylan, and it's Liv. And you, the mm-hmm. reaction he has around the three of them will really tell you how he's truly feeling. Like, he can mask things with certain people, but with the three of them, mm-mm, ain't happening. This is true. It will, this it is will come out. Correct. It will come out in one shape or form, either through words or through his expression. It will come out on how he's feeling. That's true. So. That's true. And so we follow Coop, Spencer, right. and and Liv, and Inky is also there, and we also Grace and Dylan, but they weren't really in the in the like they didn't have dialogue in that scene. But we see them at the rally uh, for for Tamika, um, who is this young woman who got shot in her car. And, you know, Coop, Coop has one of her best rap performances. Yes, she does. And that ever, that has ever been on the show. And I'm not even gonna lie. I've made a couple jokes about Coop's rap, but this one was, this one was it. This so, one was it. I want to know if Breezy had a hand in writing some of that. Or I think it, so, because I think she writes Coop's raps, right? Yeah, but that was a little bit too good. So is it a combination <laughs> of, like, the writers and, no, I think, and Breezy together? Because it's I for think, the narrative of that. Yeah, rap. I feel like Breezy put a little bit more of what she would normally do, uh-huh. like, in this rap. Whereas, like, before she was writing for the character of Coop. Right. Because this was so just real life, right? Right. We're living in the middle of it right now. Right. Um, with, you know, everything with happened with Makaya, Makia, Bryant. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's real life. And so it, it was just so authentic, so real. From from that from that rally on, really, was just, like, so, uh, so real to what? To Can what? black people go through it daily what was very like I'm, which hit me in my heart is when Liv goes there and she goes why is there not that many people and Keith yeah. was like this is the number of people I expected considering the issue right but yeah. also considering it's a woman and how people yeah. show up for the death of a woman 
let's keep it real talk, then the death yeah. of a, a man, particularly men of color and women of color, is how they rally around it and how they see the yeah. importance around it. And I love yeah. that 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 in that element you saw like so few people to really get you to understand what this looks like when people exactly. don't really care, or doesn't feel like they touches their particular home, right, yeah. or their particular yeah. issue at at hand. So that in itself was powerful to see. What was also powerful, like we said, was Coop's rap, but also Liv's reaction as she started yeah. to understand. I was just about to say it. I was just about to say it because Coop's rap centered around black women. And, and props to it. Props to NK for this episode, and specifically for how she wrote that. And for her pitching this idea and for her sticking with this idea and and, and writing this, because it is true that, like, you know, black women's shootings, killings, murders don't don't get the same attention and so to, to do it on this grand scale that's on network television is, is really kudos to her. It sucks that this has to be the case that like, right. we're talking about this and it's so present right. but to, t- to tell this story is, is courageous and brave and that should be that should be honored and so to see that economy of Coop of, of doing that doing, uh, doing that poetry um, and then to see Liv's reactions, because we know that as a character, she just went through a very similar experience. And can I say, and you and I connected on this, because I was just like, I I, I knew that this storyline was coming up and that it was going to affect Liv. But one of my hopes was that it wasn't just going to be sort of connected to what she real like what she realized about Spencer because I think that she Understood she knew that, that she point. yeah she knew what she asked Spencer for was wrong and that was a very much in her non sober state but I I was so grateful that they took the opportunity to tell the story that she saw herself in this woman mm-hmm. like it wasn't about anybody else necessarily right. but right. it was about like. I could have died, and I did not because of my privilege. Number one, that my mom is white. Number two, that my mom is the DA. Right. Um, and to to see her come to that realization as Coop is giving this performance and as she's sitting and taking in everything was really just wow. It and it was was interesting because we all have people who probably listen to this um, podcast was like, but then she made it about her, and I'm like, actually, she didn't. What she mm-hmm. did was try to parallel their lives and, yeah. and and say, well, I have this privilege, this young lady didn't, and she had, as she said to, to Spencer, she had the she had the wherewithal to actually pull over and 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 rest and not continue driving, as I didn't, right? And yeah. she still didn't make it home safely. Right, yeah. and so and to do that, and to have her in those emotions, and have Spencer bring his little happy self, not so happy self, over. <laughs> he was trying to comfort her. He I gotta tra- he was, Okay, he was trying to comfort, and her. he knew what she was thinking, and he, he was, and he told her not to compare. They because they read each other like nobody's business. They, they don't they, have. They do. They and she's like, I'm, I'm that obvious. I was like, no, that boy can read you a mile away, and you can read him a mile away, even if y'all are exactly. not looking at each other. Um, Even if y'all are in some weird, awkward limbo phase that you're right. in right now. Y'all can read each other, and y'all can read exactly. what's going on in body language and all. And he and he tried to get her to not go down that lane. But it's hard. And then she went down it anyway. Right, it's, it's hard. It's, it's live, one. It's live. And two, you have to recognize, too, it's hard for a woman, a black woman, to be able to say, 
don't don't compare yourself to that. But like, look look what I did, and mm. look at how I got home, and look how she didn't. And so you, yeah. and so it, it's it's so prevalent because her thing only happened two weeks ago. Yeah. And so it's not like it was a year ago or anything. It's two weeks ago. She's still feeling the effects of it. She, her family's still feeling the effects of it. She's not in a she's not in a friendship relationship with you at this moment, Spencer. So she, it's still <laughs> all like at the very top of her mind. And she has to process Your subtle disdain for Spencer is making me laugh so hard. Yes. Accurate. Accurate. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That was no. Funny. I just, I just like, I, and then, so here's my, here's my thing that I was like, if this boy touch her one more time, because he like, he, you know I'm surprised he didn't grab her arm. I it's know. very, in, somebody said they went from like, hugs, to hand holding, to that awkward shoulder thing. They're just in a weird He's in a weird like he doesn't space. he doesn't know how to talk to her. He don't know how to touch her. He doesn't they know don't how know to, how to they, Yeah, they, I'm they, convinced they don't know how to talk to each other because like Kendra said in the last episode, she was sort of talking to herself but out right. loud and Right. And yeah, in this case she was weird. she was talking to him and it was like she was talking out loud too. Like I need yeah. to like process this. And I do appreciate that he allowed her to talk it out and not cut her mm-hmm. off. Like he started yeah. at the beginning like don't don't um, compare, but then he just let her just let's just just process this out, right? But yeah. then she as and he he touches her, and then she just was like, "No, I have to fight for Tamika." And as she yeah. walks off, he doesn't even know how to say stop, like live, come back. <laughs> He's like, "You like, yeah. oh, she's and, gone in it." So yeah, and that propels. I yeah, live. He's definitely the character that was sort of progressing the story forward because we see her then go and talk to Laura. Um, which, yeah, I, I've said it before, but again, I have love for Laura. I and do too. Laura was just not it in this episode, but we see Liv go and talk to Laura, and Laura very much, she's just like, why haven't you released the police footage? You have it, I know that you have it. And Laura's just like, oh, your situations were different. And Olivia's just like, because my mom is white and the DA, like, that is the only... And she acknowledges, that's the thing, she acknowledges that what she did was way worse. Right. Than what this young woman did. Right, and and see, and then this is where I had to, like, take myself out of, like, watching the show, and, um, because I, I rock for Laura, I don't care what nobody say, like, I am ready for Laura to, go, like, go <laughs> off on everybody and their mom, and no host bar, I'm yeah. ready for her to do it, and I will root her on, like, even mm-hmm. if it's Liv, I'm ready for her to just, like, slice into everybody, I'm so ready for her yeah. at this point, um, but I had to remove myself. How Liv was talking, yeah. Yeah, sure. I was like, Liv, baby, Laura, let's not do this to Laura right now. Let's um, not but, disrespect the mom. Yeah, but she, but Liv needed to get her point across but then I had kind of removed myself because you and I have talked along with um, other people about how NK places Laura in the story and how Laura Mm -hmm. is seen as an outsider in some kind of way like does she belong in this family does she understand the path in which these people that her biracial children go through or the path that her black husband go through and and everything and I was like oh NK please don't do this to Laura at this moment like she doesn't need one more she already got last week after after Liv being relapsing or them finding out that Liv relapsed and then right after that Jordan getting a concussion and and now yeah I was like please don't popping off and then to the very next week, to 
we'll talk about, but you've already, yes. people have already seen the episode, so maybe potentially lose her job. Yes. I said, I said, I don't want this to happen to Laura. Like, Laura doesn't need to go through these stages and things. But then I was thinking, is this an opportunity for Laura to be pivot and do something different, right? Because Laura has I think been so. the mom, the DA. But what is yeah. really, because both her kids are about what to is gra- she really, graduate. Yeah, what are her motivations? Yeah. Right. And so, and what, and, and what is her, what, and how are, how does she see herself in the line of justice? Because she was exactly. an assistant DA and helping coop them like crazy. I said, I've never yep. seen an assistant DA go that, like, hold people down never. like that. Never. She was showing up to Crystal, <laughs> hiding in bathrooms. <laughs> like, she, was, she was doing it all. And I was like. She was doing it all. And uh, not really, which is interesting because we see her talking about, like, the process and certain rules and restrictions. She, if I'm correct, she broke some of those rules for Coop as well. Yeah, she did. Very much so. Yeah. And, and I so said, it's, yeah. And just the part about her being a part of a black family, we, we've seen efforts by her to, again, still instill black culture as much as she could. Right. Like, obviously, with outside influence, soul and muse, et cetera. Um, and, um, basically, to keep to keep Olivia and Jordan sort of, in in their words, right, anchored to their black culture, and so it it will be very interesting to see her journey as we figure out more of how she views her kids, how how she views you know how she views the black people in her life and the black people outside of her life because she knows Spencer, right? right. So she knows she knows these individual people, but does she realize the systemic issue? And I think. I'm really excited to see that. I I actually think she she sees a systemic issue. She doesn't know where her place in in how to mm, rectify yeah. it and resolve it. And, same, same. And so I'm excited I, to have her yeah. explore that. Yeah, and and I'm glad that Tasha's grandpa wasn't coming through on um, Willie. Oh yeah, because if he came he through this episode, I would have swore I would have turned off my TV because I would have snatched it. <laughs> um, so GW would have went off. So, um, on to that point. Yes. Um, with. Yes, so we have this whole thing with with Liv and and uh, Liv and Laura, but at the same time, Spencer's recruiting um, recruiting person is just like, oh, don't be on so- the social justice cap, uh, <laughs> don't do this. Oh. And Spencer's like, I'm not a social justice warrior. I'm just Spencer. And I was like, you're a whole clown because you are in the middle of your community bigger than Liv is sometimes. Which I, th- I didn't understand the social justice, w- him saying that he wasn't a social justice warrior. I just feel like that's always used as like a, it, it's used as an insult. So I was right. surprised that that line of dialogue, right. him actually saying social justice warrior was in there. And right. I was like, is anybody else noticing this? Because I didn't. Yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan because um, I do this work all the time. And so when I hear the word social Same. justice warrior. We've talked like, about this too. Right. We're both involved in DEI, diversity, equity, yeah, inclusion, inclusion work. And so, yeah. yeah. And it, But what's interesting because I go, well, Spencer, you are so deep in your community and the yeah. outcome of your community. And I'm in trying the to essence, stop games. Right, like, I said, so while you, while you don't like the label of social justice warrior, like no one really he does. Is very you are an so. activist. You are very much an exactly. activist. And you just do um, it in a different Getting his, getting his school to not be uh, to not be a charter school like that is activism, right? So for sure, for sure. Yeah. So it's it's interesting on how he how he views it. But some yeah, people how do. That, some how people that don't line like dialogue. Yeah, some people don't like labels. They just say, "I do what I do. I move how I move." Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't need to label me. I'll just and, the, and I'll the, that was what the episode was about. Yeah. So maybe it was just like he didn't yeah. like the label of social right. justice warrior, which I I understand. Uh, but we also see again Coop 
being there for him from a distance and really reminding him who he is. And she sent him this little cool clip of him as a boy um, just being like, I'm Spencer James, and I'm going to be in the NFL. It was so cute. That was the cutest video ever. And I was like, I wish I could meet that Spencer a lot more. Because <laughs> yes. he, yes. he was so passionate to the point he that he so was passionate. like yelling at like Coop, like, Coop, gosh, I'm trying to like record. And I was it just reminded so, so... me of season one, Spencer. Yeah, it, yeah. So it's, yeah, very much so. So I like that It a was lot. cute. It was cute. And we see that, you know, Coop, I'm gonna bring up your favorite person ever. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So we see Coop being, um, as she's sort of like doing this in the background for Spencer, you know, she she and Layla had been around each other and Layla was just like still, still brewing over the fact that she did not notice signs with Liv for the second time her sobriety. She called and I was, this her best friend. And I was like, if I gave you the letters of best friend, you wouldn't know how to line them together. Would you stop, stop. it? <laughs> Whereas the audience who is listening right now, I am totally on board for their friendship. I loved it. I was like, this is the Layla that I want to see. And this because is the Layla she, I want to <laughs> Well, we saw that she... We saw that she, right, she didn't just forget about it two seconds right. ago. We see her still stewing on this two weeks later after right. everything has gone down and still trying to figure out what, why she didn't see the signs, uh, how she can be there for Olivia, while still being, again, still being not so cool with each other in the moment. And right. so, specifically Spencer. I think we saw that she was a little bit more upset with Spencer, which pleased about but <laughs> but how she could still be sort of in be there for Olivia while being in this weird space um and so Coop inspires Layla to really take that first step to there was a line about being guilty like you could either do something positive with your guilt or you can just let it go um and so we see that propels Layla to talk to Liv a little bit later in the episode, but I want to keep the ending scene for the end. Okay. And before we quickly hop into, Spencer tells off the recruiting guy, Billy, the recruiting guy tells Billy that he did punch Principal Carter. And, and it was I believe, really, really bad. And I always thought he did. I thought he, like, I always thought memory. he did, too. I, I always he thought he did, too. I thought he lost his memory around his mother's death, um, because, mm-hmm. and I had posted about how I lost my father my sophomore year in high school, and I can't remember my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. I don't remember fragments, like his, his, like his death, his funeral, but I couldn't even remember when I met my friends. Like, yeah, so, so it's like trauma so yes, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. So I was like, yep, yeah, I can see him doing it. That's why I was like, yeah, he punched him. I was like, really yeah, well, especially with the memory of his mom that was picked up but not, yeah. not really addressed thus far, so mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how that goes in the future with that storyline and how they loop his mom back into it. We saw that regardless of all of that, he randomly taught the football players about financial literacy, which was good. Which was good. Good for them. Right. <laughs> good for right. them on financial literacy. Grace and Principal Carter, I, I don't care. I'm here for it. I am here for it. So let's see. I need it. He brought her flowers. Okay. This, okay, and what the audience hasn't told, <laughs> what people on Twitter are not saying is that Principal Carter has low-key been checking for Grace 
this entire time. Yes, from day one. And he will always find an excuse to talk to her. And was, if you want, if you paid attention. But what's interesting is, like, on Sunday night, I was literally in my kitchen. I was like, what is she going to see different? I was like, I bet you Dylan's <laughs> little girlfriend is his daughter. And he's a single yeah. father. And when I saw it, I was like, I nailed it. I nailed it. And he looks he looks very calm and relaxed. As a, he was kind of scared being a single yeah. father. Because he's like. He was chill. He was talking about Janelle Monet when he found out his daughter was on a. It was on her period for yeah, the first time, like, which like, that was such a random, like, it was such an interesting storyline to bring them together, his daughter being on a period, but, uh, I've, again, anytime that you can talk about really taboo topics that aren't really talked about, like financial right. literacy for black youth, or, or women being on their period or girls starting their period for the first time. And it'd be their father who's like, who's raising them. Yeah, single dads who have lost, yeah, any, yeah, I love it. I love it. When we can, I read read a quote by a writer, another TV writer recently, and she was just like, I want stories that show black people when they're already like in their full humanity like mm-hmm. they're, they're already fully humans right? right instead of trying to make them human for other people to watch right and this is what this episode was giving me like right. fully human characters right. their humanity fully realized just because they are them right um and i love that about this episode for sure right uh and so, anyway, all of that happens. Jordan apologizes to JJ and Asher and works out with them. There was supposed to be a Jordan Layla scene that was cut. I was disappointed. But. Well, can he apologize to Liv? Because Liv was trying to support him, and he's like, what do you know her? <laughs> he's not going to apologize. They're siblings. They're not going to apologize. He, one day he's gonna they do- just make up, you know, two seconds later. One day he's he going to need to apologize to her because he has done some dirt to her, like, constantly. And he needs to one day just do one big apology, like, one big <laughs> one. Like, from episode, from season one on, I need to, he just need to apologize. <laughs> I don't mind it coming from Jordan because I'm like, they're siblings. And he has been a good brother as of late. So I'm like, okay, Jordan, okay. You're, you're okay with me for the time for being. For the time being. <laughs> the time being. Um, and so all of that happens. Spencer may get an offer from TNT. We'll see. Uh, and then we finally get to sort of the ending. Again, we've sort of touched on it, but live. Before we do that. Live. Can we go back to the fact that um, Jordan goes to Spencer's house and Billy? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, let's do that for two seconds. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, That is that's what actually caused Jordan to apologize to to JJ and Asher because he went to somebody who was going to knock some sense into him. But but what does it feel like for a young man to go to his friend's house slash brother house and find your dad there and say, am I interrupting oh. something? And I said, and I looked at the television. I was like, yes, you are. You interrupted him being a father. Cause that's what it looks like when he's the father of someone else. Me screaming at the television. Like B- Billy was talking to Jordan as if Jordan was in Spencer's shoes. Right. He was just like, Hey young man, right. sir, sir. <laughs> he told literally he told Spencer, See you later. Talk to you later. And told Jordan, "Hey, young man, right. you finally got off the couch." Like, yes, what? Yes, like I need, I need people to really look at that and dissect the, how messed up this this relationship is. And truly, I, I really want the writers to address this on the show. They're as not. Far as how Billy? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think they have to be because, like, that was a weird. 
they have to. This has been going on for two and a half seasons. Jordan saying in the dialogue, like, am I interrupting something? That's just weird, okay? It's just, this has been going on for two and a half seasons. They are not going to correct this. I feel like it's so blatant this season, though, especially with him being in Crenshaw. Like, they could at least get away with it when they all no, live together in no, one house. No, But it, nah. No, like, I'm not giving them No, NK doesn't care. As long as Spencer gets the support he needs, she don't care. <laughs> she does not care that... I will, no. will, will, will place a bet on it. <laughs> we will. I think they're going to address it. I think they're going to address it, for sure. Oh, gosh. And at least, this, and this is what somebody said, actually. They were just like, they have to address it when, um, when Spencer and Olivia get together. Because then, obviously, Billy naturally hangs out around more around Spencer and so naturally we'll get more episodes with, with Spencer I mean with Billy and Olivia because no it's not that's not Olivia. gonna happen <laughs> Billy go find time to just be with Spencer it's not because he because Billy he, doesn't care about yeah, anybody else no he doesn't because when she was he was dating Layla he had no I, like, he had no connection with Layla once that's so, true but Billy is his own no, daughter no no because Liv literally he just pays the bills like literally he just pays the bills I'm, I'm serious on this one no, pays no. the bills and sp- fixes the garbage disposal. That's about for it. Sure. That's about it. And yells at his daughter after he <laughs> he finds out she relapsed and does nothing about his son being married. But anyway, right. so that was the blurb on that. Jordan encourages. Uh, uh, so, sorry, Spencer encourages Jordan, uh, and Jordan apologized for not being closer to Spencer and not encouraging when Spencer was going through his recovery after the shooting. Right. And that was a. That was a nice, that was a nice moment to see because they were sort of afraid of, you know, how Jordan would be reacting this whole episode and you know, how he was. And so that was, that was cool to see that call back mm-hmm. to season two. And then we end on the big one, which is Layla. Oh my gosh. And I'm saying this specifically and intentionally, Layla coming to live. Right. Apologizing, giving the Wonder Woman pet back, right. which I was here for. At go listen to episode nine review because I was like that Wonder Woman pet back. Because if there was ever a moment for their friendship, it was that. So she gives the Wonder Woman pen back, says, "I meant every word that I said when I told you that you are courageous and that you inspire me, um, and that you still inspire me." And she tells. Uh, live what Coop told Layla and that uh, the thing about the guilt and that prompts Liv to then act on going to Laura's computer, finding the footage for Tamika and releasing the footage and also doing a podcast about where she talks about, yeah, we see the whole labels thing that we saw in the beginning. Right. And she talks about the label, and then she says, but Tamika was called a y'all as she was seen in the video. And I did not expect them to actually have, like, a simulated shooting, which I I do wish they had included a trigger warning. Right, I was about to say the same thing, because that 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 was a a bit much for some people, because literally as, as Liv is doing the podcast, right, I have my hand over my mouth, tears coming down my eyes. Yeah, and, it was emotional. It was very emotional. And there's people on, like, both sides of should she have released it, should she not have released it, what about Laura's job and everything, what about the justice and, and all of this. And someone literally tagged me. I said, like, why are people tagging me? Uh, like, yeah, uh, and it was like, a lot. 
like, and Miranda, you know, props to right. Samantha Logan for acting that she had a whole monologue yes. just about just about how you know police right. uh, and props into NK for the writing right. as well because she wrote the episode about how the police you know were they, it was slave patrol like that's right. how we got the police modern day police and right. it ended on right. defund the police which is a very powerful statement right. saying on that television right. show and you got it and, was just a powerful moment and and so you got people on both sides of the aisle and they feel some whatever way that they feel based on their own experience yeah. with around this right this this topic um and i always tell people who are who are not for defund the police or who are for the defund police is please go do research like before you yeah. just start like saying this topic shooting off at and, the mouth, or, yeah. or shooting off at the mouth against this topic and i always say um and you can listen to congress and you can listen to different people but if you ever want to have like a very good like thought process of defund the police and what people are doing the actions behind it ben and jerry's the ice cream people literally have a whole site that is amazing and they break it down they break it down for everybody I try to get Ben and Jerry's as much as possible because yes. they're so yes. poor. And, yeah, and they break it down for everyone to understand. And I was posting yeah. it on my social media when that happened. So if anybody ever wants to really like look into that, and then you make your decision around it. Now, Liv yeah. herself. So I this is what I said. I said when Liv was drinking and driving, she was reckless. Big R, mm-hmm. big R, reckless like. I'm doing it up. I'm live. I'm. I lost my sobriety. Now this releasing of the video is small. Are reckless, like not really knowing like what the aftermath is, but knowing you want to tell the full story, the whole yeah. picture, right? And in this moment of this is what she wants to tell people and want and want people to understand. And from there, they get to hear and understand how they want to process it. And she's like, I'm going to give you the whole story. Not the labels, not the parts of it, not fragments of it. Here's everything. And then yeah. here's my commentary around it. Um, and you'll have people go, well, she she's a young girl and she doesn't understand the system and everything. And she shouldn't have done that as that's as a case that is going on and all this other stuff. And I said, well, also, she's a young girl who understands that the, the system is messed up. Mm-hmm. And she, from her lens, how, how old she is, she has decided this is her, her, her lane for, for a yeah. moment. She's, yes, so. Yeah, I also wanted to just add in quick there is that. Liv, is, as far as the, the actions that she takes that will impact other people, she is very thoughtful about it. Um, she doesn't she doesn't just do things right in the moment. Right. It's running away from her own happiness sometimes. Right. <laughs> but she doesn't really do things in the in the moment without thinking them through. Right. Uh, and so I, some people were just like, oh, she's not thinking. She she just reacted. And I I don't know if I believe that. I think that she thought it. She was very deliberate and very thought through. I don't think she knows the entire realm of the outcome and the consequences right. that'll come with that. Right. Uh, be that her mom getting fired, be that her possibly landing in jail, which I don't think would work right. for the show, be that whatever, right. right? But she did think through releasing that video right. and what she thought was this hopefully will get some sort of or will help the path to justice for Tamika because she didn't get it and and I got to go like she didn't get to go home and I got to go home and and basically using her access and it's like you know what I'm about to release it and and this is and this is what it is um what's what's interesting um is what she did is asked like I see because Carmen Nicole if anybody follow us on Erica Vane Carmen Nicole was like 
If there's one thing the Baker twins are gonna do, somebody tweeted this again, they were like, they gonna break the law. <laughs> they are going to break the law. I was like, who gonna uh, So who? we will see that is a federal crime. So we're yes. getting into the, like the next episode. It right. will be interesting to see the aftermath of her releasing the video. And we see in the promo, she doesn't even care. She's, She's like, I did it. It, it was whole, me. With her whole chest. I said, she just With her right. whole trust with people there. Right. So it will be interesting to see because we assume that she did it like with her podcast, but it looks like she might have just leaked it anonymously since they didn't know th- who leaked it. No, I think, I probably think she did it with her podcast and they think because her podcast But is how so would Laura not know? But I don't think you know because she was like who leaked it. I don't think Laura listens to her podcast. Mm-hmm. So you really think that Laura is as inept to like not even yes. know that her own daughter yeah. did it? So like, That's I interesting. I don't think she listens to her podcast. I think she has. This is how I think it probably going to play out because you know I always got predictions. I really mm-hmm. think yeah, she put it. In, I think she really put it in her podcast. I think someone like picked it up like a teenager or whatever and was like mom dad listen to this whatever and then someone else released it like released it released it out Ooh, on a wider scale yeah on a wider scale that's gotcha. how i think it because i don't see live going straight to like the news outlets like look what my mom did boom mm-hmm. i think it came out that way and so she was like oh it's out there i might as well tell them it's my fault like i did it because i mm-hmm. put it out there see, in my podcast i think maybe she leaked it anonymously and then like did it also like in tandem like with the podcast. Mm, that would be interesting. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I am going to, we're running out of time, but I'm going to leave you with this and the audience with this. I messaged Samantha Logan on Instagram and I was just like, what, basically, what a powerful portrayal of what black people go through all of the time. And she messaged me back. No Olivia Baker, message me back. <laughs> I was so hyped. I almost cried because she's personally, she's just an inspiration as an actress, right. storyteller. Love, love, love this woman. And so I was so hyped. And this is the note that we're ending the podcast. This is my face. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So thank you for for joining with me. We we got to review another episode together because this was so fun. This was definitely fun, definitely fun. So I, I, anytime you want me, you got me. So I like Dope. this. Okay, awesome. I'll see you all Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the Amanda's discussion about episode 11, The Bigger Picture. It was just so fun. We laughed the entire time. And as always, we, we talked about this after we finished film uh, recording this episode. So it was just a, a good time. Uh, hope to see you uh, next week or actually uh, whenever the next episode premieres. Uh, so see you then. <laughs>